When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Yo, this fool not only beat the case, got his homies sentence reduced. So much so that the prosecution done quit their job. And now you finna fire everybody that actually sung to the police. I mean, how you supposed to go back to work anyway after you didn't like testified? Oh, they losing their jobs because it already have. That's a boss move. Who <laughs> politics, y'all? So in this episode of Hood Politics, we're going to sort of take the premise and flip it on its head. What do I mean by that? We're going to take our hood antennas and not so much use it to understand politics, but to understand other people and how politics affects them. And maybe see ourselves in people that, one, don't believe me and you are alike already. And two, you probably kind of don't want to see yourself in. So we interviewed my homegirl, Nish, who runs this pod called Impolite Politics. First of all, Nish is brilliant. And there's not enough words to express how amazing she is and how necessary she is for the culture. So I'm going to talk to her about a lot of things. <laughs> Check it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special episode. Uh, we're going cross town, cross the railroad tracks, <laughs> up the street, round the Kona, all the way to Salt Lake City, Utah. Y'all, I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Number one, I don't know how I feel about being addressed as the girl from the other side of the tracks. 
Okay, fair. <laughs> That's um, fair. My last name is Wisa. 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 This is Nish Wisa. Yep. Y'all make some noise for Nish. What's up, Nish? Hey. We're calling this one Wood Politics. Because uh, <laughs> I live in the woods. I actually live in Idaho now. Which is crazy. Are you in Idaho? I'm in Idaho. What it's part? even like I'm in central Idaho. I'm in a tiny rural town of about three thousand people. So this is about to get oh real. My gosh. You're about to How are you doing that? <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later. Well, you probably have much more land than I do. And probably. Um, probably. Breathable air. It it so smells amazing like pine trees outside. That's that's kind of amazing. Like there's <laughs> there are times like I'm definitely like a water soul. Like oh, yeah. I like in the sense that like I need a beach somewhere within an hour. But that's fair. Um yeah, but some people are like, you know, mountain souls and like forest souls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That like this so when I get there and the smell of like the pine tree, you're just like, Oh, this is this is nice. Mm-hmm. This, this is so this is so this is oxygen. That's what <laughs> it's where it all comes from. This is? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so nice. It's peaceful. It's quiet. We moved here like yeah. three years ago, almost three uh-huh. years ago in March. And um, it one of the weirdest things we moved from Salt Lake City. And we lived across okay. the street from like the grocery store, bus stop, apartment complexes mm-hmm. next door. And it was just like yeah. noise all the time. Like you live in the city, you know, yeah. there's just con- there's yeah. a constant hum all the time. Mm-hmm. And moving from there to the woods, literally the woods. Wow. It took me weeks to be able to fall asleep because it was silent. So quiet. It was <laughs> silent outside. I'm like, where? I like had to start using white noise machine. I was like, this like, is a where nightmare. Is, so is yeah, everything okay? Yeah, right. Like, why is it so? <laughs> Feels a right? little serial killerish, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get over it. It's fine. Oh man, it's so funny. So Nish is a is a political expert, brilliant home girl super dope <laughs> so glad to do this um thanks for having me we're gonna get girl you already know <laughs> <laughs> here's what sparked this episode to catch everybody up mm-hmm. i was during the 2016 election like listening to the complaints of like the coal miner like just trying not to you know at that at that time like it was okay to sort of peek into somebody else's echo chamber and just learn something back then you you know what i'm saying it was like wasn't as like um sacrilegious right so i was just peeking and i was just like i'm trying to hear i want to hear what you have to say like help me understand your argument i'm listening to a call i'm listening to like people talk about just like opioids painkillers and stuff like that and then just like trying to get my brain around these laws and like you know meth and stuff like that like we've always thought that like meth was like that's like a that's a white drug obviously drugs are indiscriminate drugs are the most tolerant right right thing that we have you know what i'm saying in relation to where they were going what was happening who's being affected and how the justice system was treating people involved in this i was like yo this is super familiar mm. like you know in listening to when someone's an addict being like oh so so the solution to this addiction is put them in prison that's like I don't know, like, I where did y'all get? Where did that come from, mm-hmm. right? And the pusher who's who's being who's who's like selling these drugs 
it, it it depended on what level of the chain of product, like the product chain, depends on where you are in the product chain yep. as to like how much time you're going to get. Right. So in me, it was, this just looked like, it just looked like the crack attack. Mm. It just looked like, I know where the crack came from. The CIA. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this just say like you we don't yeah. like you brought like y'all brought this here. Mm-hmm. No one's nobody going to jail except for the distributor, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at this, I, I just look at the Sackler family and you know, there's these other like companies that knowing full well mm-hmm. what they selling these people is killing them. Mm-hmm. Like when it when are they going to jail? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, where is the rehabilitation part of this? Right. Mm -hmm. So it just almost made me feel like you put the same ingredients into any situation. What's going to come out is this is crimes of survival is addiction is somebody saying, look, it better your family than my family. It's not like it is not like there's jobs. Right. So what do you want me to do? You want me to go get a job like where? Right. Where? I'd love to go get a job. Where? Mm -hmm. So that made me say, I think I think we have more in common than we know. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think that so much of the problem is inherent across cultures, which is, especially when it comes to drug addiction, opioid addiction, mm-hmm. alcohol abuse, like you name it, right? Yeah. Like that there is yeah. a fundamental taboo and misunderstanding about the nature of addictive substances and people's mm-hmm. propensity for addiction. And that yeah. it is a mental health tragedy it is a it is a it's a crisis it's a mental health addiction is a mental health crisis that's what it is and the more that we can identify it for what it actually is yeah i think the more we'll probably see some forward movement on Hmm. things like opioids and and that sort of thing that you know we see affect our community which yeah you know we do have you know meth opioid use severe alcoholism where we live and Uh a lot of that is perpetuated by poor economic mobility poor economic stability and unaddressed mental health issues yo tell me how that looks on the ground in the family unit where you live like what does that look like like i know what it looks like to be like okay we're all in this together um you got one uncle that's hooked one uncle that sells one going to jail you know what i'm saying it's mm. just like and what it's doing to our mom you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know and you're kind of caught in the middle like and like you said there's no economic stability like how you know how do you look at your mom working three jobs and being like i know if i just make this caper right quick three months worth of rent you know what i mean like i know right look like so maybe like lay this out like how does this look to the family in idaho yeah that's that's a really great question and i think that in regards to opioid use and abuse in particularly in in our community i think a lot of what you'll see is is it starts with someone going to the hospital right Mm -hmm. because they have an unaddressed health need and they go Mm -hmm. into an er because they don't actually have health insurance, right? Like that, like this okay. is what I say, like yeah. there's all these layers, right? And so yeah. they don't have health insurance, they don't have healthcare coverage. So they can't afford to go to a clinic to actually mm-hmm. determine what is wrong. And so they go into an ER knowing that they can't be denied care. The ER, yeah. it's a small rural hospital, ER is overloaded, they have a pain Sheesh. issue, they get prescribed painkillers, and then from there, it's a downward spiral. And then yeah. the ease of which painkillers are being made available 
kind of across mm. the spectrum, whether it's through illegal dealing, over prescriptions, like you name it, the mm. the problem just gets perpetuated and perpetuated. So as it mm. pertains to the family unit, do we see, you know, one family's addicted, one family's in jail, or like one one family member's in jail, one family like yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't have the statistics on that, but I do know that like mm. does it affect the family writ large? Of course. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Because then you're gonna see like that person as they be, as they grow more addicted, mm-hmm. unable to meet the needs of their child, which then the child performs poorly in school, which then there's behavior yeah. issues, which then it, you know, like it right. It's the yeah. self almost like the self fulfilling prophecy, especially for young yeah. children being in yeah. homes that are you know stricken with addiction yeah. for something that wasn't ever anyone's fault. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, the layers is what makes me so interested. Like the what what we call in injustice work interlocking systems yep. it's of injustice. Exactly. Where the layers make sense. So mm-hmm. unemployment in the woods, right? Mm. It's something I find I also find interesting, right? Because inner city issues, it's like, well, you know, if there's no there's no jobs here because the you know, I'm, I'm, these are gross generalizations, but because this corporation figured out that like, well, yeah, there's not a there's not a useful workforce. So like, why would I stay? You know what I'm saying? And, right. Or I can pay someone else cheaper. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so just all of those. And then even if the workforce comes in, they probably got, they probably all carrying strikes. They all got, you know, nicks on their, uh, on their record, you know, meaning their cons, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so if I, if I've already committed a felony, if I'm trying to be better, mm-hmm. it's, I, what do you, it's not like I could go can go get a job work right yeah because so there's the there's the criminal criminal justice inequality part of it yep. there's the lack of resources a part of it yep. and then for us just the overall just racial undertone of course of just us being brown people yep but i'm interested in what that looks like you know for the rural worker the, mm-hmm. the you know the person who's like i think is also very interesting you talk about people who just know how to work with their hands mm. like that's what they know mm-hmm. yep you know what that does psychologically to, again, the the psyche of 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 the neighborhood there. You make maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So right down the road, about forty minutes, forty miles from us, mm-hmm. is a town that used to have a giant lumber mill. Okay, mm-hmm. and so they, I mean, obviously very manual labor. The whole town, like a huge chunk of the town, was employed by this lumber mill. Right. Well, the lumber mill closed. For a lot of different reasons. Yeah. A lot of it, like it's actually cheaper to get a lot of our lumber and wood from China, which we can talk about yeah. that later. But there's <laughs> <That's one> yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly so there's there is a lot there, there are just a lot of factors, automation, you name it. There um mm-hmm. lack of need for building supplies during this particular downturn. So the lumber mill closed. And when it is located in a town, a rural town, with no other metro area in its vicinity, all of a sudden you have a giant population of this town that's found unemployed. And they are found unemployed, but they have been employed by this lumber mill, which has a very particular set of skills needed to work there. And a lot of that is manual labor, right? So Mm. you talk about that, like work with your hands. A lot of it was just based on the economics of the town for years and years and years. And now it's um it's just not available 
And so wow. unemployment is intricately tied to industries throughout mm-hmm. the world that are being um, impacted by things like automation, by trade, by yeah. you know lower prices that you can find elsewhere. And so it is yeah. affecting rural America. And that unemployment aspect is brutally hard for people, particularly in rural areas, because yeah. it's really not much different than in the urban areas, right? Because economic mobility and the ability to find a job based on, you know, whatever those, you know, points of impact are, it it's equally difficult. Even though they're yeah. they're they're different, it's still near impossible to go find a job anywhere close to town because there's nowhere to get a job. Yeah, where? Yeah, where? The, just, yeah. just like your question. Yeah. Well, where am I going to do that? Totally. In the same way that I'm going, look, man, I am like, I, you cut me open, salt water comes out. Like, mm. like I am Pacific Ocean, California <laughs> salt, like mm-hmm. Los Angeles. But if you were to tell me, hey, there's a job that could pay you this much if you'd be willing to move to... I don't know, Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's not a job in the world that's going to make me leave the West. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's like, this is what I, this is my family. This is my unit. And what I, what I also know about like these rural communities have that are also very similar to the hood is like our family ties are so much more than just blood. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I lived across the street from this kid since we were in preschool yes like you know what i'm saying like that is my cousin yes. like i don't know what else to tell you that's my cousin mm-hmm. and i'm not finna like I, what do you 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 learn how to create this whole economy among itself in the sense of like i need a transmission fixed or you know my oil leak is my car's leaking oil okay uh homeboy down the street like here let me bring you a six pack of coronas <laughs> that's right can you work on this i'll you need babysitter? Okay, good. My sister's home. So, like, my sister will watch your children. You fix this. Anybody need a ride? I'm finna go to the store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, like, even on my street right now, like, we do, when we do, like, you know, Trader Joe runs or whatever the case may be, like, we text each other. Hey, you need anything? You need anything? Because it's just, like, this is our family. So, if I leave because of some job, like, I'm not just leaving to get work. Like, I'm leaving an entire kinship unit yes you know so it's not as simple as just being like yo i'm out like no it just we won't have like like i think a lot of times people forget like the nuclear family kind of a function of economics Mm -hmm. of you can pay for extended families you pay for babysitters you pay for nannies you pay for this Mm -hmm. i can pay for that my neighbor does it you know right and I think that there's so many people in our generation and the generations behind us have this mentality mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, there's this job. I'll just pick up and move. Yeah. Right. But for yeah. there are so many people in different communities where you are intimately tied to a place like who you yes. are, your identity, your culture, your, your, your culture, everything that you know, yes. your family, like all of it is in a particular place and it's like who am i if i'm not here who am i, I hope if the I... hood heard that yes <laughs> if, i'm like that's exactly what we think right yep. if if i'm not from here who am i And ultimately, what you said about it being an issue of economics, that's exactly right. Because this idea of getting 
the ability to pack up and move to another state. Number one, can we talk about moving costs? Holy crap. We just did it. Yeah. It's so expensive to rent a truck and get the boxes and do all the things and sell the house and whatever. It's so expensive. Number one, you have moving costs. Number two, if you have kids, like your job that you're picking up and leaving for better pay enough to pay for childcare because you're moving away from grandma and grandpa or that auntie or whatever that is built in childcare that you don't have to pay for. And all of a sudden you're looking at all of these incurring costs and this job that is going to pay what, maybe $10,000, $12,000 more than what you make right now, which is nominal, not even going to scrape the surface of childcare coverage is like, it's just not worth it. And so we have this um, kind of mentality in this generation and the generation behind us going like with this, I don't want to say it's a mentality that it's bad. It's just a fundamental lack of understanding of someone's tie to a particular place and how important that is, how actually beautiful that is. And our ties to our culture, our ties to our location is really, really great for lack of better term. Like it's just, it's important. And I think that we do a disservice to a lot of people by kind of looking down on it and Mm. not treating it as something of value. I don't know. So good. So I think that like these, these systems, this idea of like, man, like I'm from here, I'm born here, I'm gonna die here. Like I want to make this work right at some point. With all the issues, like at some point you're going to ask yourself like, okay, well, well, now we need a villain. Like, well, then why is it? And and I feel like, um, which brings us to the next part of this, like where we could talk a little bit about uh, uh, the the, the answer in tariffs and um, who who created all of our problems, right? right? Which I think a lot of times feeds the uh, racism, the xenophobia, like it feeds a lot of those things because you got to, if it's not our fault, Mm-hmm. Right. If we didn't ask for this situation, it came from somewhere. Right. Right. So one thing that I've noticed about our Democratic candidates is like depending on who where you're standing it, it, to be on to be on somebody's team. You got to hate those dudes like there's a there's a those dudes. Mm-hmm. Right. So like kind of scratches the same itch. I think that Donald Trump scratched, which is like, right. yo, your problem is those people. And I'm here to protect you from those people now granted he's making up shit you know what i'm saying like that's like you didn't that's putting that it is, nicely that's very yes, gracious that's of you what you're saying is verifiably not true right, right. he's just making boss moves getting his homies off you know oh buying he buying the judges you feel me like mm. just superhood right uh <laughs> and part of me feels like i getting a slight satisfaction in seeing uh the rest of america writ large see what poor and brown communities have always known the criminal justice to be like yeah. which is just like if you got enough money you're fine <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying rich people are always so fine. they always okay <laughs> yeah yep but but like you gotta have a like the problem is them if you're you know if you're if you're a bernie bro then like well the problem's the wealthy if you're on elizabeth warren okay well the problem is the corporation you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's the problem like take care of take care of, take down it is take down it is i read this article in time on time magazine a few few years back mm-hmm. about 
the the coal miner saying it was this, this lady she was writing about her dad and she's her dad's like just an OG like coal miner mm-hmm. you know and her thing is like look dude your her daddy don't hate this immigrant Filipino immigrant that's like in this cave with me she's like he can't stand the guy sitting in the office cutting our lunch per diem. Like, he's like, man, I'm in this guy. He got a black lung like I got. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't hate this dude. Like, I hate that dude. We're me and him sharing a freaking Carl's Jr. sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why you over there? But anyway, uh, the idea of like, you got to get a them. That's the problem. So my question is for the woods, who is them? who's the problem i mean it depends on the issue i think donald trump in particular liked to make immigrants coming to like that there was immigrants coming Mm -hmm. to take your jobs yeah which if you've lived in any rural community that 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 has been affected by economic downturn by the closing of factories or you know lumber mills like we talked about it had nothing to do with immigration <laughs> zero point zero they not moving to idaho fam yeah zero point zero percent of it was affected by immigration but it's an easy bogeyman right it's an yeah. easy because it's them it's they're mm-hmm. coming over the border to take your jobs and it's like well are they coming yeah. to central idaho mountains to come take I, I, our jobs I, I, like no that's not no that is not something that's happening and so yeah. And I, I, I don't mean to laugh at it because it, it genuinely has been this instilled fear in people that yeah. we're having to really work out and deprogram mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But when you are constantly on edge because you can't make ends mm-hmm. meet, you can't feed your family, you don't have health care, someone's addicted, like you have all, right? Like all yeah. these layers, you are inherently going to be more inclined to fear and you're going to be more inclined to the other because like you said it gives you a scapegoat it gives you a reason for all of the horrible shitty things that have happened to you and so what who is the other who is the bad guy in this scenario a lot of people understand it for what it is is just a matter of economics that's really awful yeah a lot of people are really frankly kind of delusional And they're, Mm. you know, like they believe that Donald Trump is going to bring back the lumber mill, right? Like he's going to bring back all these jobs. He's going to bring back that factory. And it's like, honey, no, that, that factory is not coming back. Like it's going to stay in China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to stay in China with all their fancy computers. Like it's not coming back to your tiny rural town. I wish it was for your sake. But it's totally. not going to. And so there's there's a bit of delusion. And, you know, a lot of people do see it for what it is, which is there are a lot of factors and systems that play way above any of our pay grade when we talk about things like totally. tariffs. And I mean, not not just tariffs, but like the global economic space. And yeah. how the United States and our industries fit into that space. Mm-hmm. It naturally affects towns like ours that were providing those goods, were providing that machinery, were providing those yeah. factories, that it's just a lot cheaper to do it elsewhere. And yeah. it's terrible and it sucks, but it's the reality of the world that we live in. And so some people mm-hmm. understand that. Some people are looking for a scapegoat and the easy one is, well, the immigrants came and took our jobs, yeah. which makes no sense. Yeah. 
And then you have that delusion piece of Donald Trump said he's going to come and fix this. He's going to bring back these jobs. And so then not only do you have a scapegoat, you have a savior. Um, And it's a savior that is built on really crappy and false promises, as we have very clearly communicated. And so you have all these things kind of combining at the same time. And it just creates this vacuum, this like hole in a vacuum where Donald Trump fits really perfectly into that and his economics and and his answers to things fit the puzzle pieces that these people have in their heads. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, which is why so many of these towns are Trump country. And a lot of it is, especially with that immigrant piece, I mean, deeply ingrained racism. You Mm -hmm. can't say that it's not like it's it is economic anxiety that is fueled by racism. Like they are they are both. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is it is a both and not an either Uh or. Um, If I have to read one more think piece about economic anxiety in rural America where it doesn't talk about the realities of racism, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Because it's a both and. And racist. Yeah, Yeah. and it's also racist. So, yeah, yeah, like it can be two things at the same time. Two things can be true. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's that's kind of the landscape of economic realities and making someone the bad guy. And yet looking so desperately for someone to fix it because it's a complicated issue, right? Like the lumber mill closes in town. There's no other jobs that fit your skill set. You no longer have the ability to pay for healthcare for your family. You need someone to fix it because there's no easy answer. And this guy comes along and says, he's got an answer to fix it. What are you going to do? I'm going to follow that dude. Right. Or I'm going to sell, or I'm going to sell Percocet. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so that's kind of the realities on the ground. And it's, it's hard. Like I said, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's mm-hmm. enraging. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. As someone who totally. looks at Donald Trump for who he is and yeah. all the lies that he and says he can... and realizes that he's completely full of crap. Like you yeah. can see it, but there are a lot of people who, because of their situations are n- literally not able to see it and able to see it for what yeah. it is. And you have to go, Man, that's enraging, but also very sad. So you you mentioned in which is one of his quicker solutions mm. is a tariff. Yep. Right. So you got the wall. Well, it's like okay, if we just build this medieval barrier, then like can't get past that, so we're good. Yeah. You know, or I'm gonna make sure you know, hey, you're gonna make us some money. If you can make us some money, you're gonna come in. But one of the one of the things because you mentioned China mm-hmm. and you mentioned a tariff. So like, let's step back and like give vocabulary lesson here so in your 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 political science brain like (laughs) explain a tariff okay so a tariff is simply a tax that's all it is like this that's a great way to describe it so we all pay our taxes right we pay our taxes hopefully maybe yeah should (laughs) we we're in the hood right (laughs) We pay our taxes for things like schools and, you know, roads Mm -hmm. and I mean, all the things, right? So we pay our taxes. That is a domestic tax that we pay for those services. Mm -hmm. Um, A tariff is simply a tax that the federal government puts Mm -hmm. on imported products from other countries. Yes. So we have standard import taxes on pretty much every good and service that comes in from Mm -hmm. another country. And other countries have it on our stuff, too. This isn't just a one-way street for America. This is global. Everyone has their tariffs. What Donald Trump has done is 
ratcheted up those tariffs because for whatever reason, he thinks that things like aluminum and steel (laughs) need to be taxed super, super high because we're getting a really, you know, unfair deal. And so Mm -hmm. what he does is he ratchets up tariffs. So that tax makes them really, really, really expensive. And so what a lot of people will look at at face value is say, oh, yeah, the Chinese... They stole our jobs. They stole our factories. Let's make them pay. Let's pay. Let's make them, let's slap that tariff on them. Start a trade war. They're the bad guys, right? Mm -hmm. Who in the end do you think pays for that tariff? It's the consumer. It's the consumer. That price has to, as Republicans like to remind us all the time, trickle down, right? Trickle down from somewhere, (laughs) which is why right now across the country, aluminum and steel prices are through the roof. Therefore, b- house building costs are through the roof skyrocketing, right? Not just house building, but like any sort of industry building, building yeah. new factories, building new buildings in inner cities, building new, I mean, even affordable housing. We can't pay to yeah. build more affordable housing in urban areas because the cost of building is so stinking expensive because why? Yes. Tariffs. Tariffs. Yep. So good. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want to, so, so translation, if you want to sell on my block, it's got to cost you. Right. Right. If I'm going to sell on your block, I know you're going to charge me. But if you're going to raise the price for me to sell here, mm-hmm. I'm just going to raise the price of the product. That's right. Right. <laughs> if I raise the price of the product, then that means the consumer is going to cover it. But if the consumer doesn't have no jobs, this don't help nobody. Exactly. So if the yeah. So if the problem is you saying I'm going to raise the cost on aluminum, mm-hmm. which means now, if I'm a wage worker, a construction worker, right, this company that wants to build houses, that mean that if it costs me more for material, that mean I got to pay you less. Exactly. Right? Which means I'm probably not going to hire you. So you right back in the same situation in the first place. The tariff don't help you, fam. It doesn't help anybody. And actually, no. it not only doesn't help the consumer. It doesn't help the business trying to sell the product because at some point there's going to be a price cap, right? Like there's going to be only so high that a consumer will pay for a particular product. Yeah. And if they will not pay above that market value, as we like to say, right, then Mm -hmm. the the business that is providing that product is going to have to drop their back end prices, which means they make less money, which means Mm -hmm. less, less net profits, which means businesses lose less they close they lose more yeah. money they, they close right yeah. so there's yeah. this like it's this multi-layered process between mm-hmm. consumer provider and then the actual material yeah. but ultimately yeah. it screws all of us when donald trump slaps giant tariffs yeah. and then eventually china goes which which any other provider would say okay well tip for tap if you telling me it, yeah, if you if you yeah, either a tip for tat, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's mm-hmm. like, well, you want to slang here too. First of all, one in four humans on the planet is Chinese. It's just more humans here. So, right? So there's that. And then number two, China's like, okay, so you telling me that this block that's too high of a price. I guess I'll just go right across the street. Yep. That that's too high. So I'll just sell this product that you yet that all the your people love. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go ahead and take that down to Canada. I'll just sell to them. Canada ain't charging me that much. You feel me? Yep. Right? Everybody loses. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And like <laughs> they know? and they have retaliated, right? And, and like, they've totally retaliated. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been countries in Europe where we have Trump. I can't say we. Trump has slapped on <laughs> tariffs. And then they're like, 
cool. How about a really fat tariff on like Tennessee whiskey? How do you think Mitch McConnell yeah, felt that? about that? Yeah. Or Kentucky yeah. bourbon, mm. I guess it would have been. So mm. like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a also very quickly an element of vengeance that comes into it, yeah. which creates a very volatile global market. So ultimately yeah. slapping these sort of tariffs, especially on companies like China, who are massive economic players in the global yeah. economy. Yeah. Um, it's such a bad idea. And I mean, economists across oh, the board, not just liberal yeah. ones, conservative ones are like, yeah. uh, I don't think this is a good idea. Um, <laughs> no, 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 idea, stop, man. stop, stop. Like everyone's it's like, this gonna, is not going to do what you think it's going to do. That's exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, this is a bad idea. Economists the globe over are going like, mm, yeah. this is not a smart move. So there's that too. Not a good move. Yep. And it's affected the hood and affected the woods. It has both. Yep. And. Nish, that's about our time. I won't hold you too much longer, but thank you so much. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You just took us down such a dope route. I love the wisdom <laughs> and the poise and just so rad. Do you have any thing you need to plug where can people find you on the interwebs oh like, god drop it all on them all right well you can find me on instagram if you want to see my life in narnia <laughs> yes <laughs> in the woods you can follow me it's at nishwisa and that's really where i'm at right now these days prop is just yeah. on instagram trying to like scale okay. back on that social media it's taking over my Smart. life smart you went to the woods and your whole life slowed down you was like look i don't it's nice out here it's, these pine trees smell amazing it's a little nice <laughs> it's i like to I stop and smell the pine angry. trees you yes. know i don't need everyone's <laughs> anger in my eyes all the time yes. on my screen so it's been good but yeah you can oh, call man. there it is all right friend and like we always like to end every uh episode politics is just gang banging in nice suits <laughs> thank you for joining us love it Yo, yo, thank you again, Nish, for coming through. Hopefully you saw yourself in a mirror that you never thought you'd see. <laughs> this episode is recorded by myself. It's mixed and mastered and scored by my man, Matt Ausawowski. Still don't know how to say his name. Um, and special thanks to our Patreon, who's made this thing possible. You can go to redcouchpod.com to get your hands on some episodes and bonuses and things you don't even know about and our theme song was made by the one and only dj sean p y'all we'll see y'all next week peace went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.